Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Redmen TV. Now, Liverpool are going to be kicking off against Newcastle United at 12 30 on Saturday. And we're here to discuss that because, as always, we have been a Liverpool fan channel. We are fans of Liverpool. We are fans of Liverpool football that happens on the pitch. Uh, but, of course, as you well know, we've been covering all the incidents that have happened around as well. I want to thank everyone for their support in this time. Um, obviously, the, the, the fight to shut down the Super League is, is a battle that's been won, but the war is ongoing. And a lot of people are asking us, but what comes next? Next, um, just so you're aware of the stance of Redman TV, right here, right today, we're going to be taking our lead from the likes of Spirit of Shankly uh, and Spy and Cop 1906 as well. Uh, and when we know what happens next with regards to Liverpool's ownership situation and regards to reforms in football in this country and with regards to UEFA and the Champions League, etc., then rest assured we will make that perfectly clear to you guys as well. Uh, right, yeah, we're going to be doing the show, so let me introduce the people that we've got with us in the studio. Uh, Chris Pajak joins me in the studio, and we've got Callum Sanderson and Steve Hall from home for this one as well. Obviously, yeah, attention returns. Uh, for now, at least, to the football. Um, Liverpool, Newcastle, uh, what do we do? Do we know anything about what happened in the last game of football Liverpool played? Because that's going to be an interesting conversation. Um, yeah, and uh, how do we line up and what sort of threat will Newcastle pose on the pitch uh, right now before we dive into all that of course uh, I just need to let you know uh, it might look, I'll be honest with you it feels a little uncomfortable to do this in the, in the current climate and what have you and uh, maybe it might come across as a touch crass but unfortunately we have a, a certain uh, obligations and responsibilities with regards to sponsorship now this the show is sponsored by the whole DL show on the Super 6 YouTube channel um, but uh, we were very clear about the content they produced this week they are talking about the Super League and the impact and what have you that it has. Uh, it was a little clip from it. I want you guys to check that out and then we'll have a little bit of a chat about it after that. We all want our club to be well run. We want them to pay the best money. We want them to have the best players. We created this monster ourselves. The Ills, the leagues, the clubs. And you look at the Bosman rule and it's given player power. The clubs want their power back. The UEFA have got power. The players have got power. The clubs want it back. This is what they're doing. We don't need UEFA to go. We're the big boys. Look at the media industry right now. You've got Twitter followers being more important than actual journalism. Yes, thank you so much. Uh, yeah, you can check that out on the whole the, uh, the whole show on this Super 6 YouTube channel. The link will be in the description. Please do go over there and leave a comment and, and, and some thoughts. It's, it's some interesting topics. Um, Chris, it, it, just to give people a little bit of like a behind the scenes on this, I mean, personally, we were a little bit worried about this because, the, you know, the, a lot of the topics on that channel have been really interesting, really fun. We have a, we have had a good laugh. We've both been on that channel. You're on it this week. Um, they can be quite lighthearted. There was going to be a more lighthearted topic this week but they were they were good enough to change the topic to something that people were more passionate yeah, about yeah we wanted we wanted behind the scenes we, we recorded the light hearted one and, and pushed for this one to be honest with you so it was, it was nice to be given the platform to be able to, to air our uncensored views which is which was fantastic so I was obviously on there with, with Flav and DT and it was nice to get perspective from two lads who also represent some of those big six clubs mm-hmm. um, and it was a really really good show and I'd, I'd absolutely recommend going to see it now the, the there was raw emotion there because it was literally Monday morning first thing and I always think raw emotion provides great content yeah. and, and, it, and it provides people with genuine views so I'd, I'd, I'd 100 Recommend it. I just want to say as well, I think what you said before, absolutely brilliant as you introduced the show. Everybody knows where I stand. I want reform, but I also know that unity is strength. You know, it's something that we all know, and that's why I, I am 100% behind backing whatever spirit of Shankly and the Spying Cop 1906 want to do because I understand that to get genuine reform, you need change, but you need unity to enact that change. 100% agree with that. I think, you know, and I think stay, it's one of those situations in it where we all talk about the footing, we all talk about Newcastle. 
But, you know, I think Chris's point spot on with that is that, you know, we've seen in the last few days what can happen when everyone speaks together with one voice. It, there needs to be clarity of message. Now, we're seeing things flying around social media. And look, if fans, if fans choose to protest outside Anfield, you know, without the, the backing of Spurs of Shankly, we'll still make sure that, you know, we're able to give people coverage and platform for those things, of course. But it is important right now that the next step, we, we, we need to tread. I say tread carefully doesn't mean that we tread light, like lightly, like lightheartedly, but it is important that whatever happens next, the 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 the, the, the message is enacted in the right way. Uh, yeah, I, I think that's fair to say. The, the they say everyone will have different views. There'll be people, people who like this ownership, people who, people who don't. There'll be people who are, will accept the apology. There'll be people who don't. They'll you know they burn bridges for some. They haven't burned bridges, and everyone's entitled to their own opinion. And that's what that's the thing is that. For example, Spirit of Shankly might say something that I disagree with mm-hmm. and that I don't. You know, they might say, like, we're going to back this or we're not going to back this. And if I don't agree with it, then I think, again, I'll say that and I think people yeah. will say that. Uh, that, that. I think that's the, the most important thing. Chris is right in that. What we've seen over the last week or two, well, the last few days, week, is that when every you know outlet and cause and people come together on a cause, it can, it can invoke change and it can invoke quick change. Now, it'll be interesting to see where we go. There are plenty of other things wrong with football other than the formation of a Super League. The Super League was like really, really, really bad, but there are still some really, 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 really bad things happening in this game. You know, the Champions League proposal is a joke. For Just for example, you know, Patrick Bamford brought up, isn't it amazing how we can all protest about this and yet, you know, there's racism and, you know, people are getting hit in the pocket so we're all involved but then, you know, there are other issues. So I think there's like, Whatever comes of this, I, what, what I've loved is that you guys have done it with other fan channels. You know, there's been a clear message that all these football fans together can invoke change in roughly less than 48 hours by doing something about it. Yeah. So that's, that's my main takeaway is that there are things that need to open and there are things yeah. that need to get passed off. I think all the, like, you know, and it, it, it will be with unions coming together, with, you know, Spitzer Shankly and the Tottenham version, the Chelsea version, the Arsenal version. If they, if they continue to work together and say, actually, here's the five issues we want to focus on, let's get this boxed off as well. I'm quite confident that, that there are some other things that could be changed. I, for example, think there will be some fan rep- representation on boards across the football pyramid soon. Mm-hmm. And I think that'll be the first thing that comes out of this. But there are so many issues, like you say. Unity is strength. Chris is absolutely spot on. I just hope that like the tribalism went away for 48 hours and we all agreed this is crap. You know, you were talking yeah. to Manx and was Arsenal and Spurs fans. Let's stick that together. You can hate each other on the pitch, off the pitch. We can work together. It works so well in Germany, for example. I really, really hope that this is the start of that and more of that. Yeah, I agree. And, that, and that's just it, isn't it, really, Callum, is that Steve's dead right. There's a, there's a myriad of issues facing football right now and I think I think they're right on that I think it's it's not about every fan sitting around together holding hands and singing come by our you know what I mean this is it, that can't happen because there's just too many there's too much disparity in, in a lot in a lot of areas but in terms of like fan organisations coming together there absolutely should be you know and whether that's Spirit of Shankly or it's something bigger than that I don't know you know that's not really for me to decide or what have you but that's a, the point the point remains there is that you want you we need to use this as a platform to group together so that when we can go about ticking off these issues because you know these points doesn't end with the Super League it doesn't end with sorting out UEFA reforms in terms of the Champions League there's a there's a there's a ton of issues we've got homophobia racism sexism there's all kinds of different things that just need to where we, so we can all get back to just focusing on our love of the football precisely and I think Steve put it perfectly as well and I think obviously the DSL and the way it came about was a terrible situation but I think in every terrible situation, you really find out people's true colours and you also find out just how strong we are, as not just as fans, but as people in general and how impactful we can all be. And I think this now has set a precedent and a foundation for all these other issues in football going forward. I think there's been excuses and a lack of ambition to get rid of things like sexism, homophobia, racism there are no excuses anymore. We've seen how impactful we can be. We've seen what these governing bodies and authorities can do when they really want to invoke change. And now going forward, we actually have to make it happen. We have to put pressure on these governing bodies to not let up. At the moment, we're, we're, in, we're in the main view right now. We, we are the ones leading this. It's, it's us as fans who are doing that. 
now the the onus and the responsibility has to be pushed back onto the governing bodies and they have to do what they are paid to do they have to make change at the right time for the right reasons and i think now we put the ball back in their in their court and they have to show us what they're about now Absolutely. Well, listen, let's move on to the football then. And um, We might have another fight today. I'm just seeing breaking news about this British Super League. That's what I was just looking up and stuff then. It's, it's the shite <laughs> report on it for a start. Yeah, so, yeah, so take it with a pinch, of, a pinch of salt and stuff. But um, there may be developments later on. But let's let's focus on football for once. Yeah, 100%. Um, which is very much a welcome oasis in the midst of all this, Chris. Because as I say, I think this is this is going to go on. This is going to rumble on. That was a that was a a lot of energy has been exerted this week. I think to get towards it, and you know, we 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 almost glossed over an entire football game that happened in the midst of it. Mourinho got fans. sacked this week. Mourinho lost his job. There's been <laughs> midweek football matches. You know, we we would we you know we were here live covering like the breakdown of the Super League while Chelsea were playing Brighton, and it was only by the end of the Chelsea we were like, oh well, are we? Are we happy that Brighton... We might actually be quite happy that Brighton have taken some points off Chelsea here. That's the thing. I, I got a little flutter of excitement actually just writing the agenda for this of like, there'll be things going on around it, but there's going to be 90 minutes in the coming future where we just get to look at our team. We get to give Jürgen Klopp's boys the support that they deserve for the efforts they put in on the pitch. And not just the efforts he put in on the pitch, you know, it's it's yeah. the off-the-pitch efforts, which I applaud more than anything. It's the togetherness and that unity again uh, that the squad showed uh, against their paymasters, as it were. So, But yeah, this is it. Now this is a time for us to showcase, you know, what we're about and that, you know, we can put those things aside and we can focus on the lads who've been doing the business for us for a long time. And that's what Newcastle is now. For me, it's about making sure that the lads know that we support them, we appreciate them, uh, and we trust that they can get top four for us this season. Yeah, absolutely. Because, again, it's, it matters now, see, probably. <laughs> um, certainly feels like it might matter. Wish we hadn't dropped points on Monday, by the way. Well, yeah, yeah. but we actually gained ground, didn't we? All, all told, net a net gain for Liverpool just ever so slightly on West Ham. But you know, as I said, Brighton did us a favour, Steve, and it's good that we get to, we get to have that focus. We get to look at it and go, okay, remind ourselves that what we're all in it for, what we were fighting for, is the ability to watch our lads play footy on the pitch. Um, and Newcastle. Yeah, it's actually probably not a great, particularly great time to play Newcastle. They're in some semblance of form, unbeaten in three going into this. Uh, they took points off Spurs. They, they beat West. They beaten West Ham. They've actually been a big, a big help to Liverpool in the in the in the last few weeks. We could do with just to put put all of the. the but where the tribalism back, we're unbeaten in four, Paul. Yeah, to bring all the tribalism back, let's put them back in their back in their place. Eh? Yeah, like I say. It kind of glossed over, but like in the in the race for between for fourth, Liverpool at the back of it at the minute because Tottenham went above us with a win last night as well, albeit yeah. the next game. But we're like we're at the back of this queue. Che- yeah. you know, it's Leicester, Chelsea, West Ham, Spurs, and then us. We're at the back, so we yeah, that was it. We need to start winning games. Like we're probably gonna have to win what five, six games. I, I, I don't know. It's gonna be a tough one. Like it's not easy. We it, Newcastle. It's it's pretty much must win now, isn't it? You know, yeah. six games to go. You're probably gonna need to win five of them and. Yeah, this is one. It, it's, a, it's a no-brainer. You've got to win it. Like you say, they've come in on the back of good form. Albeit, you know, they beat West Ham, who had ten players for the majority of the game, but still, they still won. They did us a favour. They did a job on spares. They beat Burnley, who, who we all know are amazingly easy to play against as well. So yeah, it's it's not going to be a good one. And like I say, in the midst of everything that was happening on Monday, everyone kind of just forgot that like Liverpool got another centre half injured. Like he just, yeah. he just wasn't there. We just started the game. I was like, all right. all right, I didn't even know the team. I just turned it on. I was like, all right. Oh, oh, he's gone. It was some normality in an absolute chit show of a day, though, wasn't it? It was something we could hang on. I said, there's our Liverpool. Thank yeah. you very much. Centre half injured. Brilliant. Yeah. Absolutely. There's no centre half and everyone missing sitters. It's just, it was, it was like, 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 it was the bench for the injured uh, Alan St. Maximum in the week um, or, or last time out for them it's at Anfield I don't know what that means I don't quite know what the atmosphere you know I mean obviously not in terms of there being people in the in the ground I don't quite know what it's going to be like outside the ground at the moment the time of, of you know of streaming we don't quite know what the whether um, Brian Cop will continue with the flags being removed I suspect they will so that's obviously a different. No, they, I, I think they came out yesterday didn't they, and said that the flags are going to be there as a support for the players okay quality well that's good yeah that's good The uh, so yeah it's going to be a different environment regardless but yeah you're hoping that now 
we've, you know, we need to get back to this world where Anfield becomes a fortress again. Because if we want to finish top four, this this is it now. You know, we've that we, we you can afford to have dropped that point given the circumstances on Monday. But you know, there needs to be a redouble and a focus for the lads on the pitch here. Yeah, agreed. This is a massive game, and it is. I never thought I'd say this since sort of the turn of the year, but I'm, I'm looking forward to Liverpool playing the match. Like, yes, yeah. it feels lovely. But if you think back, Newcastle was sort of the game that started the demise. Like we dropped points against them. I think it was just before the new year and we should have won that game and we didn't. And then after that, we just went on a horror show after that. So you're almost hoping as though this now can be a catalyst to, to go the opposite direction and to get us into the top four as well. I think it's going to be a tough game. I think Newcastle will sit in and make it difficult for us, which is to be expected. Um, how we react to Anfield, I'm, I think we'll have a good showing because of the, the win against Villa. I think that was massive and, and the way it happened as well. But but this is a huge game. Every game is huge now and quote-unquote a cup final. But th- this is massive, especially with how results have gone, how results could still go as well. We, we have to capture three points, especially in our home games now. I think the, the important thing about this, because we, we've been in situations before where, and I think Jürgen Klopp's done a good job. And to be fair, you know, where, where, wherever you sit on John Henry's apology, PR-wise, they've done, a very, they've done it the right way in trying to separate him from the other aspects of Liverpool Football Club in this, because it's dangerous, you know, the realities of where we're at now and what, what divides fan bases where you enter into a world where you have to start disrupting what happens on the pitch to be able to affect change higher up. We've done that, we've seen that in the past and, you know, again, look like the, the, the ticket protests, having to walk out, turn our backs on the players just in order to make a, make a, make a statement. Sometimes you need to do these things. But I, I think... I'm hopeful, and I, and, I, and whether rightly or wrongly, we'll know in the in, in the fullness of time. I'm glad that, I'm, and I'm hopeful that the, the players are able to just get our support and to be able to switch on for this and not ha- not be too lost in the wider things that need to happen. Because conversations about Liverpool's ownership are going to be ongoing; they don't end here. Yeah, they're not; they, ha- they haven't ended, and they won't end here. There, there might be some big protests there might be some big things planning but yeah I'm, 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 I think they've managed this just correctly enough that we're able to support our team without coming across like we're somehow supporting a regime that we're not we're not necessarily into uh, well I think the players and the manager themselves did that personally I think John Henry played off of that and riffed off of it you know he had no choice in the, at the end of the day the players came out first and said we're against it Jürgen Klopp came out first and said we're against it and John Henry just reiterated that point by not throwing them under the bus, well, we would have been a fallacy, wouldn't it? If, if he'd have come out and said anything else, because we've seen the proof was in the pudding already. So I do understand that the FSG have now distanced themselves. I found it interesting that he, he distanced Billy Hogan from it as well and, and stuff like that. But he certainly distanced the playing squad and the manager. And that means that we can get behind them, but not because of what John Henry said, because of their actions. What do you make of the Billy Hogan, the, the, the Billy Hogan stuff on that? I'd be shocked and surprised if he didn't know what was going on. Yeah, shocked same. and surprised. As as an employee of FSG for the best part of a decade, I feel like he knew what was happening. Mm-hmm. Um, now this that doesn't say that he disagreed with them or agreed with them, but I do think that he knew, mm-hmm. and that's a guess, complete and utter wild guess. Yeah, but he did say Liverpool didn't want to do it type of thing in his speech, didn't he? So that's that's also maybe saying that Billy Hogan disagreed. I don't know whether that's right or wrong, and. You know, as a as a fellow who now has worked in London, who's worked in Liverpool, he probably does have his fingers on the pulse a lot more than John Henry and Tom Werner. So maybe he did disagree. Mm. Um, but I, I I I think that he knew. Yeah, and again, it, it comes back to it, doesn't it? It depends what how much we're prepared to accept the words and the the tone and all that I've said by the by the by the principal owner, I should say. Um, but yeah, it's it, it is it's. It, I mean, this is the good thing, isn't it? Because it's dangerous. It's a dangerous game, and, and my biggest fear as this week kicked off because I remember what it was like to support Liverpool under Hicks and Gillette, and I remember you know we would talk about it a lot in around the office. You know, you know, we started during the protests. I remember being there, and I remember the divide in Liverpool's fan base as though you know you you if you're crossing a picket line. You're a scab. That's a dangerous world to get into. You know what? At this point in time, 
Liverpool have got a handful of football matches left, and we all just, you know, you know, at the moment we're trying to get into a competition that we're not particularly happy with, which is also a thing. But you know, again, the job, the job is there in front of it. At our heart, we're just we're fans of football, and what we all want to be able to support our football team. I'm grateful, and you know, to Callum's point as well, I think we're all grateful of a little bit of a distraction from all this, if only you know, if only for a short while. Absolutely spot on. Yeah. Let's say, mate, it's it's become a bigger game than it was the Leeds game, finally, a nothing game because it was like, well, even if we lose, we're, we're still in this ring anyway, so like, whatever. And now all of a sudden, that's back. It's back to it's back to how it should be. It's back to what we were fighting for. We, I want Liverpool in the Champions League because Liverpool earned to be in the Champions League. So go out on the pitch and earn a place back in the Champions League. This season's gone horrendously wrong in a billion different ways, but you can go and salvage something. Paul, I remember the Middlesbrough game when we first got back into the top four, being outside with me and you. And both yeah. of us, considering we've both been to cup finals together and we've been to big games, we were both so nervous and it was like, it's to come fourth. And that's, yeah. we, it might be that we get to the last game of the season and it's, it's Crystal Palace. I'm like, we're in, that, we're in that boat again. Obviously, we're not going to be in the stadium, but it'd be nice to be in that boat maybe. And the, the great thing about this weekend, obviously Spurs played because they've got the cup final and West Ham and Chelsea played each other. So someone, a win takes us guaranteed fifth. And that's a big psychological boost if you jump from seventh to fifth with one victory in one football game. Yeah. You know, regardless of what happens, I mean, hopefully Chelsea and West Ham draw. That'd be nice. But even if the other one wins, we're guaranteed fifth. So it's a bit... and listen, I'm very much aware that fifth in the context of where Liverpool should be is isn't great. But we are we are scrapping to get back into that again. So it's a, it's a really big game, and it's a, it's a game that is difficult. Our, our home form isn't brilliant. You know, it took a a late goal against Villa to beat them and we know what was going on before that. So Newcastle are coming in in good form with not much pressure on them and they get players back. I think that's, so it's, it's 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 a difficult game and it's, it's one that Liverpool have to win and I'm just hoping and Thomas Tuchel admitted it when Brighton drew with Chelsea. You know, he said like it was on my mind it must have been on the players' mind. Hopefully they, they, it, it does enough time pass now where right, that's been boxed off Monday night or whatever it was. You've now got all this time to, to just focus purely back on Newcastle. You don't have to worry about Jordan Henderson having to do a whip around on WhatsApp and stuff. You can just, just focus on the game. The graphics made, it's all been tweeted. Don't worry about the lads. I'm boxing it, Jordan said. You go and beat Newcastle. And now that's all been done. Oh, I'm, I'm... He's like, how are you, lads? Has anyone got a login to Creative Cloud? <laughs> uh, I need to get on uh, Photoshop. I've got CS3 on an old laptop there. You don't need to get on the internet. Anyone, anyone cracked CS3? Yeah, anyone on the Pirate Beer? Got a crack code. <laughs> For CS3, that's a very, very niche reference for... Uh, for uh, one thing I was going to say is the difference between, obviously, the, the Leeds game and, and Steve kind of alluded to it, and the Chelsea game from the other night is they now know these games are worth something. Mm -hmm. You know, even Chelsea at the time didn't actually know whether it was worth anything. So that should give them laser focus yeah. going into this. And game. they were facing Adam Lallana, who was desperate to keep us in the fight as well. But he had shots on goal and everything. He was, he was hitting things from all over the place. Um, the only slight hope we do, this is to... to the typical conversation for this time of the season, uh, Carl. Newcastle 15th in the Premier League and they're eight points um, clear of Fulham at the top of the relegation zone at the moment. That little spurt of form is probably just enough to have guaranteed safety for them. You hope. You know, your general hope is that we might have reached the point. You know, they've, they're they're hurt and they've got a, they've had a, they've had a few quite a lot of injuries as well themselves. They've got three three big hitters out for the season already themselves. You hope this is the game where if you can get if you can put a strong 30, 45, 60, whatever in that they think oh well this 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 battle isn't for us. We're nearly on our jollies. Yeah, I, I hope so. And I, as you said, I'm glad that we well sorry Newcastle got that. Um, points lead that they built up over the relegation zone because if they were anywhere near that I think this game would have been horrific to play against I think Bruce Ball is arguably one of the worst slogans and worst, worst uh, he's just talking about the <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'm hoping that we don't see that but yeah they they we've had injuries bad they've had injuries bad but we are on paper the better team and obviously football isn't paid on paper because if it were then we wouldn't be in seventh in the league. But I think the fact that we won that game at Anfield, I think the fact that they lost St. Maximum, who is a massive play for them. Callum Wilson might not be match fit yet. I think we are at an advantage. 
they they have got some things that can cause us trouble, but we have way more weapons at our disposal that can give them headaches for at least 90 minutes. Absolutely. Has anyone seen the Steve Bruce at Weddings Twitter account in the last couple of years? Like, that was one of my favourites <laughs> on Twitter. Do you remember that? <laughs> so quality. Do you remember the Cal? No, I'm definitely going to give it a Google. Yeah, you need to get on Twitter and look for Steve Bruce at weddings. It's probably got got fans now. Um, Right, we're going to take a very, very short break. Um, Yeah, we've got a trivia question to tide you over, so stay tuned. The question is, name the five players currently at either club who have played for both. Back in a sec. I mean, I think the, the fans have won the battle, but not yet the war. They'll be back. As you say, venture capitalists does what it says on the tin. They're here to make money and they will be back and they'll keep going until they get their money. The issue for English football is to try and guide them in the right way, to actually say, have the fans on side and actually then just just do it with dialogue, do it with communication, do it with respect. And I mean, I agree with you on the Champions League thing. I mean, I think probably UEFA probably quite enjoyed having three days of focus on the Super League plotters and this new thing coming. But look, everyone's been raising issues with, with the Swiss model, Swiss system. I, I don't like it at all. But in a way, that, that kind of argument ended the moment it wasn't simply the champions going into the, uh, in, into the European Cup. So, yeah, look, I'm not a fan of that. But if it, if it keeps football together... Uh, if it keeps the, the pyramid in, in shape, the European pyramid, as well as the English domestic pyramid, then that is, then that's, that's key and it's a price to pay. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello, everyone. Yes, welcome back. Um, yes, the uh, full interview that I conducted with Emily Winter is on right now on the YouTube channel as well. Um, so, yeah, thank you so for him, of course, for taking the time. Really interesting stuff talking about, the, you know, how Liverpool's and all the owners involved in the creation of the Super League could have been so stupid as to launch a project that had... 12 of the 20 teams announced and had a, a font that was generated in Windows 95 where that's like how does that happen well he's got a few answers on all of that kind of stuff and we talk a little bit about the future as you've seen in the clip there um, see I was thinking it was Carell's Raw but go on yeah let's go with it yeah it was it was done in a, a, a basic CAD program paint probably that came on a, on a, on a CD-ROM that was bundled with your uh, desktop six power to, PC six to twelve floppies <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah and, the, and the words were all taken from in Carter yeah, yeah. Definitely. that's how we got our GCSEs um, right Sal there's so many people under the age of like what's in Carter yeah, basically it's them. Wikipedia on CDs yeah, yeah it's Wikipedia <laughs> on, a, on, a, on a CD-ROM what's a CD-ROM oh my god um, right Sal um Yes, uh, I just want to, yeah, I just want to say by the way as well in terms of the, the Henry Winter stuff, we do loads of that sort of stuff on on a week to week basis. You know, keeping up to date with what's going on in in and off the pitch uh, on the RedmenTV.com. We've Can we have a one on Steve's head, please, Tom? <laughs> 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 um, 
Sorry, Steve. Yeah. This is that my view, Steve. Yeah, it's kind of like the one where I looked. I looked down. It's fine. Um, the um, yeah. So anyway, oh, wow. we've put wow. most of. <laughs> We've put uh, the vast majority of everything we've done this week out on, on YouTube because it was important for that for that platform. So, you know, we normally put do some absolutely amazing content on the redmentv.com, but we wanted to make sure that things went out on YouTube. If you want to support what we do here, and so many people have, and thank you so much for all of you guys who've done that, then yeah, please do check out our content over on our Liverpool streaming service, the redmentv.com. Bonus shows from the normal stuff that we do here in the studio, but also in-depth interviews, features, documentaries, and series as well. Um, right. Ooh, the game itself. Oh no, sorry, trivia. We named them. What did we, how did we get on, Chris? Do you want to name the five current Liverpool or yeah. Newcastle players who've played for both? Gino Wijnaldum, Javier Manquillo, Andy Carroll, James Milner, and uh, did I say Gino Wijnaldum already? He did. Yeah. Uh, oh, John Joe. John Joe, John Joe, John Joe. I was giving you a clue. That was what you were doing. Yes, was giving us a clue. Um, yeah, um, yeah, there you go. If you got those five all right, you're an absolute superstar and a, one, a wonderful, wonderful human being. You deserve everything you ever want in life. And a technician? A wonderful technician. Yes, absolutely. Um, right. Callum. The team, um, you know, it's mad because I, I kind of, I was talking to Tom about this off cam about how this game feels a little bit for me like if you ever miss a preseason game and then you come to talk about the next preseason game and you realise there's been like story threads and developments and characters and all this kind of stuff that you've missed out on. And it's a bit like that at the moment. I mean, I, there's obviously a couple of issues. Nat Phillips missing out the game, as Steve mentioned on earlier on, which means there will be a, there'll be a, a question of who starts centre half for Liverpool, um, which is probably a reasonable place to start. You know, Fabinho just dropped straight in um, against Leeds. Kabak had a good game by by all accounts. What what are you doing for this one? I think we all want Fabinho in midfield, but at the moment. Ben Davies continues to be a hologram. Um, he's a cardboard cutout just to make up the numbers. Uh, a bit like, you know, when the, the people did that in the stands in lockdown one, uh, where you can send your face in and they'll print it out and put it there. Um, I think that's where he is. But also, you're looking at maybe Reese Williams. I don't know. Where, what what would you do for this one? Um, well, I'd, first and foremost, I'd pray that that's fit. Um, yeah. But it's looking unlikely. I, with all due respect to Reese, I just don't think he's ready for this level right now. And I think if yeah. we, if Callum Wilson's playing in this game, he'd bully Reese, in my opinion. So and I, I don't think that'd do him any good at all. Um, unfortunately, as you said, Ben Davies is is doing his best impersonation of Casper at the moment. So I don't think we're going to see him at all. Uh, so it's going to be Kabak and, and Fabinho, which is a shame because we do need Fabinho in midfield. However, without being disrespectful to Newcastle, you'd expect this is one game where we can survive without Fabinho in midfield, in my opinion. Mm. I thought, I thought from what I watched of the game the other night, that Thiago did a good job in that six, to be honest. Mm. I really hope he played in the six. Um, but from where, when every time I saw him, certainly with the ball at his feet, you know, there was a great ball over the top, wasn't it? Was that Mo Salah's opportunity? It was a great ball from yeah. Thiago, I think. Um, so he looked all right there, to be honest. And I think, I think that's where our strength is at the moment. It is the midfield, and we can probably afford to drop one of them. Obviously, Fabinho into the defence. Yeah, we've been here before, haven't we? Stay. This is the problem with all of this: course, is that yeah. there is no, there is no solution. That you know, I, 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 I'm slightly. I mean, look, I'm glad it's I'm at the risk of leading ourselves down a dangerous path here. You know, we're not playing. You know, we're not playing Chelsea this week with Man United next week. That you know, there'll be different conversations to be had if we're in this situation again. What I'm kind of saying is, you can get away with. I think that that thing of moving Fabinho for this game. But we have, it's no coincidence that Liverpool's uptick in form has coincided with Fabinho being back in midfield. It's definitely a little point of concern. Yeah, I'll disagree with the lads. I would, whoever Jürgen Klopp thinks is better out of Williams and Davies, I'm getting, whoever he just thinks is better in training or the better player, I'd pick him and I'd keep Fabinho in I'd put Fabinho back in midfield. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of weakening two areas to fix one problem. It's not for me. So I think. Even in the game that we were chasing, um, it, it, obviously against Real Madrid, the second we put Fabinho centre back, we were worse because mm-hmm. we just couldn't get the ball back in midfield. We couldn't keep, we couldn't pen them in. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, it worked against Villa. It worked it, as a as a break glass scenario. We did it the Kabak off Fabinho in, and it did work. Um, 
but it was a very short period of time where we did that. I, I would, I would personally want Fabinho in midfield, and then again, I don't, I don't know, I can't comment on Ben Davies because I've literally, I don't even know what he looks like really. I couldn't even tell you that. Um, so if he, I saw Reese Williams a bit, and obviously the Man United Cup fiasco kind of that was kind of the end of Reese for a little bit, wasn't it? Um, but whoever's better, whoever's better out of those who throw them in and then get Fabinho back in the six and then go from there would be my view. Again, it is a risk, and Callum Wilson's a good player, a very good player, but stop the supply line to him rather than trying to box him off there. Let's try and win the ball in the field and stop it getting to him in the first place. On on the Ben Davies stuff, the problem he might face, Chris, is he's left-footed. Hmm. And you've then, you're moving Kabak. I mean, we, I mean the, the, the Fabinho thing, I wonder whether Fabinho was just dropped in because I mean, none of us had heard anything about the Nat stuff. I mean, we didn't even get the team news until two minutes before the game kicked off, pretty much. But I don't know, what we, what we don't know is whether that was just the case of Someone taking someone gone outside here. Someone blowing me here. <laughs> um, the, um, the, it's, I might not pick up for the viewers, but yeah. Anyway, I feel like someone was someone was uh, you know just whispering gentle yeah. whispers on the wind. Anyway, you drop a video in at short notice because it's not a disruptive thing and it's a good you know everyone knows the jobs. Whereas if you've known if you know that Phillips is out, you've got a week to prepare something else. So. You know, maybe you do move Kabak to the right side of centre half. Maybe you do bring Davies in, or maybe you've trained Reese up for the week in preparation. Yeah, look, I, look, I take I take what Steve said, and I, I can see the merits in what Steve's saying. But for me, I'm looking at my midfield and going, well, I've got Genie, I've got James Milner who's playing really well at the, the last couple of weeks, and I've got Thiago there. And if again, no disrespect to Newcastle here, but that midfield's a good midfield, and they should be able to protect the defence, and you know, we know what Fabinho can do, he's a really good centre-half, Steve points right, he's a better sixth than what we've got available to us, mm-hmm. but I also think he's a better centre-half than what we've got available to us, and if you're going to ask me to choose between the two, I'm going to say we're going to need a better centre-half than a better six in this game. I suppose it depends what Newcastle's approach to this really, isn't it, Carl? Because you know, if if they're just going to sit in it on the counter attack, they're going to follow the blueprint, which we now know. We know what I mean by that now. You know, because we've watched us be unravelled by the blueprints in the entire. It's for twenty twenty one. It's about being being made miserable by the blueprints by managers of other teams. If they're ju- if they're not planning on playing football, if they're just going to put as many men behind the ball and then bang balls over the top, then it, maybe we don't need. To have Fabinho, maybe having that control and, and and looking to just make sure we keep them penned in. But equally, I mean, look, we talk about the break glass option. You might be able to do with that, do that with Fabinho at centre half because if you're going to play a high line that works both ways. Yes, you may be susceptible to balls over the top, but it also does allow you to compress the pitch as well. Yeah, it is a conundrum for Klopp, and yeah, you're right. I mean, when I used to hear the word blueprint, I used to think of Jay Z, but now I just think of a low block and, and counter attacking football against Liverpool. So it's it's bloody the annoying. Blueprint because... two, I take it we're talking about here, because <laughs> yeah. no one really yeah. thinks of one, do they? No. Um, the references um, on the show, oh my, it's like anyone born after 2008 is. is like, yeah, 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 that's true. The blueprint version. We've had a lot of. Uh, these references here, look, show my age. Um, but yeah, I think, I mean, I do fully see where Steve's coming from, but I just, we don't know what Ben Davies brings to the table. And unfortunately, I just, we know what Reese brings to the table and I don't think it's good enough for what we're trying to achieve right now. Mm-hmm. So Fabinho is a safe option. Now, granted, I think, as you said, it works both ways. Fabinho is not the quickest, so anything in behind or over the top, we could be susceptible to. However, he is a brilliant ball player, so he could provide an outlet that we wouldn't have from centre-back if one of the others were to play. So I would sort of steer towards playing Fabinho there, but I think Curtis Jones would be a great person to have back for this game. I don't know if he's available because I think he would add something different to our midfield. Obviously, you've got... Ox and Kaya, but neither of them are in good form and I don't know if they're really in favour at the moment. But obviously if it's Milner, Genie and, and Thiago, you've you've got enough in there to beat them. I just don't know if you've got enough to create consistently for 90 minutes. Well, there's a, there's a comment coming here from Kenneth Sweeney who says, is Chamberlain done? Chris, I can't see him playing next season either. And that, that's another one for this. Because at the minute, the thing about playing those midfield three is we're getting back into that territory of you're starting to go, who's who's available? Because if Curtis Jones is still not available, like I have no problem with freshening things up with put, just putting Curtis in there if we, if we need to. But if he's not, it's then Cater or Oxley chamberlain 
who knows on Cater and at the moment kind of who knows on, on Ox as well. Yeah, I mean, Ox seems to be certainly ahead of Naby at the moment, doesn't he? I think, mm-hmm. you know, we saw that with a with a cameo, obviously, last couple of times we've played and, and stuff like that. And, you know, I think against Real Madrid, he showcased a little bit that he's not completely done. Um, I think, obviously, he, he gets a decent opportunity the other night and, and doesn't stick it away, doesn't control the ball very well. That looks like ring rust to me, as it were. Yeah. Um, he, unfortunately, needs game time. And when we are so caught up in this race for top four, he's not going to get given the time to be able to, unfortunately, get his fitness and his, his touch back it's up. get all speed. your trustworthy players yeah. on the pitch and put your foot that, to the and floor. And that's now, what it it's kind of is, isn't it? I mean, I'd love, I'd love like Cal, Kurt Jones, to be fit and available for this one. Absolutely love it. I think it's a perfect type of game for him. You know, again, he can build towards that end of the season, keep that momentum up from earlier on in the year and, and really take that into next season. Um, but... But right now, Oxlade-Chamberlain is probably the midfield option. I don't think it's working, per Mm -hmm. se, when he comes off the bench. But if you want to freshen something up in the middle of the park, then go for it. The other big question... He's just not as technical a player, is he? No. You know, I think he needs space to stride into. Yeah, That's not what Liverpool are. Liverpool 17-18, perfect. Yeah, he's a great... He's brilliant. He's actually got great close control and all that. But you're right, he's not a... He looks at his best when he's in motion. I'd rather have a Lallana right now to bring on when teams are sat back and people might laugh at this than an Ox Mm. because I know what he can bring and I know he can spot a pass and Shaqiri's good at that as well he's better than Alex Oxley Alex Oxley amazing but not for this Liverpool side right now Steve Salah defo starts this one um, but but for whom yeah I was going to say that's that's the other option that we're not really discussing that you could just pick all four of them yeah, that, that's that, that's yeah. the other option. If, if you're not if you're not happy with your midfield, your three midfield options, and you you're worried about creativity, just you can just play all four of them, and and Fabinho goes into a ten and Jota's up front or whatever. That that's one way you're doing it. Um, yeah, Salah plays. No no question, the Salah plays. What what's the point of resting him twice on the run? You're not dropping most Salah, so yeah, he's in. Personally, I think we will see Jota miss out. Yeah, um, but if I'm Jaeger, I will pick all four of them. I'm, I'm with yeah. Callum before is that does, as Thiago is very is brilliant and, and technical, but like is he that he, he hasn't created tons at Liverpool again, just different circumstances and stuff. But around it, I would have Fabinho and Thiago midfield, and then all four of them up front, or or, or Fabinho and Wijnaldum not really first, and I would be going for the win early doors. Um, and then you've always got your other options, but yeah, I think it'll be Jota who misses out if I had to guess. Yeah, I, I think that's a good point. We've seen this kind of mentioned in the comments early, the early doors, Carl, is that Jota, he, he came back brilliantly. He came back exactly as we needed him to, but he is having, you know, maybe slightly critical because it's not like anyone else is pulling up trees in the front three, really, in terms of goal scoring output. But, but I, I think you could do worse than go back to him being that impact sub. Either or, I think, go, go for it throw everything you've got at them and look to smash them to pieces or you know have have Jota for, for half an hour if you want to if you want to build or continue to rotate the intensity yeah I, I, I'm with Steve on this one I'd, I'd go all four from the beginning just try and just get an early goal or a goal in the first half grab two if you can and then just see out the game I'd, I'd, I hate that we go into games and sometimes we have to chase it because that never seems to work for us at the moment because teams are so compact and we are low on confidence and we just haven't been at it this season. So I'd rather us try and go out for the win from early doors, get it secured and then coast the rest of the game. I did want to throw a curveball at you guys. Oh, go on. Robbo's been played into the ground this season. No. Would, would We're not any of you to that shit, McCass. It's never going to happen. Okay, cool, cool. We'll see. <laughs> 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 I, may, I basically just asked my mum for a PS5 at Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> well, Santa's elves are suffering from a major uh, part shortage, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, yeah, no. I mean, look, I, I'll be honest, Cal. I have been banging this drum now for three weeks, um, and and you've fallen foul of of, base, of that. I think that no, I agree. I 100% agree that if I thought for a single second that he was. He, he was a player. He's another one. If he was a player, I don't know why we've not. And it leads you down the path of he must just be crap. But I, I think he's he's fallen into the Oxley Chamberlain trap, where he needs five games. And that's the end of the year. 
Exactly. You know, this is exactly this. You know, and it's not like last season where we played Naby for all nine of the post um, post restart games. You know, some off the bench or whatever, because you could afford to. And, and Nico got game time, and Curtis got game time because well, we had five subs, and you can and you can do this. That's he's he's he, I my hope. And I, I look. I ultimately, I don't care whether he succeeds or not. I'd rather he did because we'd be asked to go and buy someone else when you've already bought someone and they've had a year to integrate. But he's definitely fallen foul of obviously injuries which have kept him out. The pressure, the centre back issue, and the fact that, that we can't. We've only we've only got three subs in this current climate. If we'd had five subs, he'd have definitely played more. But I don't know because every game's must win. I don't. I just can't see where he turns around to Andy Robertson, or Andy Robertson allows him no. to turn around to him. That's it. I I agree as well. Look, I think Andy Robertson does need a break, but also I think he needs pushing through until the end of the year. Now you've you've gone past the point of no return to him. That being said, and and this is my hypocrisy coming in. Why I don't want Liverpool to go with the front four is because of what happens if you get an injury to them and you've pinned your hopes on this is the way that we're going to do it. Mm -hmm. And then you're pushing three, four lads who have all had their own struggles this season, every single game between now and the end of the season. And what happens if one of them picks up an injury because they're not getting any breaks? Yeah. You know? Well, the, the, old, the, old, the alternative to all this, of course, or, or putting this kind of together... Because Andy Robertson does, and look, we, look, we saw Mo Salah rested. We've seen Mane get a bit of a rest. Klopp has been has been trying to rest his, his, his big lads. You know, Trent got a rest before the Champions League game, or was he injured? I think he was rested, wasn't he? When Nico played against Fulham, um, so we will. He, he can do. He just hasn't done it with with Robertson. But you've got Milner's there, and if you're gonna play all four, then I, I think that allows you to play Milner left back. Because, and maybe not when you've got Fabinho dropping into centre half though. But yeah, but what I mean is, but it, because it lightens it, your numbers in the midfield, doesn't it? But it unlocks the going there. Yeah, it does. But it, but it just is just for talk and sake. It unlocks the possibility because you don't need three in midfield, which means that at the moment Milner has to start in midfield for me. But if you're only playing two in midfield, you can play Genie and, and Thiago if you have to as a two. No, I get that, but for me, it's like well, you've got Genie and, and Thiago as your two, but then you've changed half of your defence. Oh yeah, yeah. So I'd rather have three in front of them than two, if yeah. that makes sense. Oh yeah, 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 definitely. As much as it's a great conversation, I can guarantee you, if he's first, Robertson plays every all six games, yeah. ninety minutes. Like, yeah. It's happening. Like he, no, he's going to get his occasional sub. That's where he comes. The only rest Robertson's getting is that Milner gets shifted to left back with 10, 15 minutes to yeah. go yeah. thing, which is what we the only thing we've seen really so far, isn't it? Um, but you know, interesting. I think there's a few more talking points around there, and feel free to let us know what they are, and we'll pick up with this uh, ahead of the game at the weekend of course um, just looking around the fixtures obviously we're live now on Thursday sort of um, Thursday morning Leicester face West Brom tonight in theory Leicester should absolutely walk away with that but we've seen West Brom throw a couple of shocks out in recent weeks themselves or the, you know even going back to us really post Christmas um, so that's one to have in at the back of our minds as we get into the weekend, Chris, West Ham Chelsea is is after us. We are twelve half five. West Ham Chelsea. There's not really a there's not really a, a truly terrible outcome for Liverpool. There might be a, some preferential ones though. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously a draw puts us level on points. If we win with both of those teams, doesn't it? So the draws where you want want to go, I think. Yeah. And you know, we know what Chelsea's last three fixtures are like, and you know, West Ham really feeling the pressure of being side by side with Liverpool and Chelsea could be something for us as well uh, it, but, it, but it also means that you know if Leicester go and win tonight they get a little bit of a breathing room and they might be able to relax a little bit more into where they are comfortable in third place so obviously you don't want Leicester win it goes without saying but I think West Ham Chelsea has got to be a draw for us it's just got to be a draw yeah I think it's probably a sensible thing for us to just pretend Leicester win just for our own psyche and if we get anything out of that then that's great because I think Carl Leicester have got the situation now where they play Thursday, Monday, they've got West Brom Thursday, Palace Monday night. I think that those two fixtures are going to decide whether they're in this fight for, you know, whether they third is secured or third is absolutely up for grabs. I can't see them losing both of those games, which would blow it wide, wide, wide open. But it's a, it's not against the realms of possibility that they could drop some points across to across both of those games. Yeah, I don't I don't see Sam Allardyce pulling off anything. In the game against them however Palace have a knack of just causing something crazy randomly sometimes so I'm hoping they do that I mean we've, we've been on the receiving end of Palace's you know renaissance when they decide to do it um, but I think if Leicester navigate through their next three three fixtures then I think they're clear 
because their last three fixtures are horrible for them. Yeah, and they they play some real real big teams who are also vying for top top spots in the league as well. So if they come out unscathed out of these three games, I think they're secured. If they don't, I think they capitulate. In my opinion, it's game on, isn't it? If that if that happens, absolutely certainly. So yeah, plenty of uh, little side stories happening in the actual football this weekend, of course. And as we say, um, you know, we've seen uh, Man United fans protesting at their training ground, delaying training on Thursday morning. I'm sure there'll be things happening around Anfield, and you know, we will try our best to continue to do as we have done uh, and provide a platform and make sure this stuff doesn't get swept under the carpet. The coverage is given to things as and when they happen. But yeah, I, what I would suggest is obviously. Obviously, it's a perfect time now to keep your eyes on the likes of Spirit of Shanklin, just see what the kind of movement is. Because when we move, we want to make sure we move with as much strength and force as possible. But yes, for those of you who just want to focus on the football, that's cool. I don't think the time the time now is certainly not to be turning on one another. Hopefully, as, as mentioned earlier on the show, that we're all able to give our focus and attention to enjoying the beautiful game that we all love so very much. Um, while the you know while the, the rest of football burns around it, and before we dive back in, pick the hoses up and start working as firefighters again. Um, but yeah, um, let's have some score predictions, Chris. What do you think the score? Yeah, is so have be? you done Scott Talk Super Chats? I have not. No, no. So it really it ties in really beautifully. Actually, thank you so much, Scott. Again, twenty five dollars. My my word. Nice to be talking football rather than impending doom. Cheers, and wasn't it just? It just wasn't it just? It um, score predictions: Liverpool two, Newcastle United a one. Ooh, stay hot. One 0 to Liverpool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Probably. Go on, Carl. I'm going 2-0 Liverpool. Go on. Go on, my son. I, um, we scored a goal in the first half of a football match on Monday night. I know. Shut the front door. The, uh, yeah, the, um, I, um, I am hoping this is like a big, a big moment in our, in our season for this. Yeah, I know. Um, Liverpool 5, Newcastle United 0. Fuck off. <laughs> I love you, Paul. I love you so much. There it is. <laughs> Fucking deluded. <laughs> um, let me know your score predictions, everyone, in the comments section. We've had a 9 now from Moet Kumar. Why not? Why not? But look, we're, we, we live in optimism. Rose AT, Machen's late nights have been catching up with him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. This is the game where they all go in. That's what I'm saying. And, you know, this is the perfect time. The reason why, whether it'll happen, I think it will be 1-0, to be honest, but I'm happy. I, I, I've, got a, I've got vibes on five. I would never put any money on it, by the way, so do not take that uh, uh, as anything from me. Um, but... Um, as far as perfect timing goes with Chelsea West Ham and depending on how Leicester goes, if you can just go and go, oh, Liverpool might be fault and they've got all these problems. That's my focus. If I'm Jürgen Klopp, I'm going, right, let's just go out, let's go out and do something here. All the players should be should be fired up. They should be pumped up for this. They've got a point to prove. They've got to prove that they're not affected and they've got to prove that, that they, they've got something to earn. So let's hope that Newcastle feel the full force of all of that. Uh, score predictions, team selections in the comments section underneath. Uh, do check out the interview with... Um, Henry Winter is available for free right now on the YouTube channel. So much appreciated and all that. Thank you for the comments. Thank you for the super chats. Thank you for the likes. And thank you for the guys for joining us uh, on the show today as well. Uh, as I said, I don't quite know what's going to be going on on Saturday around the game. Uh, we will be doing, there will be a watch along uh, commentary as normal. Uh, and obviously we're going to sort of take our, our, our lead from other people and see what goes on with regards to things that happen pre-game and, and protests and all that. Um, but yeah, stay tuned to our Twitter um, at the Redmen TV for more updates information on all that and yeah hopefully we see the reds absolutely stuff newcastle at the weekend Ta.